Hello friend, this is Brett Morani, and I want to share a quick announcement before this latest Sound of Truth episode. When we launched Sound of Truth audio podcast back in July, we had stored up a backlog of several previously recorded Bible chats and weekly interviews in preparation for launch. Because we had so much material already recorded, we were able to launch with daily episodes, initially Monday through Saturday, then we scaled back to Monday through Friday. This week we're coming to a completion of our previously recorded material, which means you're going to notice beginning next week, November 8, a reduced number of episodes being published each week. You will notice anywhere from two to four episodes being published weekly, most likely on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday of each week. The content is not changing. We will still be producing weekly interviews as well as Bible chats. So thank you so much for tuning in to Sound of Truth Podcast, and here's our latest episode. Let's talk about Joshua 1 through 8. All right, so we have to start out with Joshua chapter 1, and I think the big theme that I think anybody reading that would be able to pull away is be strong and courageous. In chapter 1, it is repeated like four times Mm -hmm. within 20 verses. Be strong and courageous. Easily picked out as the theme of chapter 1. So I would ask you this. Do you think it's appropriate for a New Testament believer today uh, to appropriate this verse and apply it in their own lives for any time they're fearful? Because that's what this verse is often used. In fact, I, I, I would guess that there's a lot of believers who have been given this verse and maybe even memorized this verse that haven't really even studied the context or, or recognized the original uh, application of this. Well, I think if we, whenever we're going to try and take something from the Old Testament and see if it is applicable to the New Testament Christian, I think what we must do is figure out the context. The context here, this is a group of God's people being taken into a new land, and this new land is full of enemies. Mm-hmm. And not only are they enemies, that they have—this might be a, a strange term to use, but it's a first thing that's coming to my mind, so I kind of want to test it out. They've got a bounty on their heads. Mm. God says they have been storing up wrath for 400 years, and now the time is due. When you say they, you're referring to the, the Canaanites. Canaanites. Yeah. Yes, the people in the this land, in the inhabitants of the land, land they're going to take. Yes. It's not like it's this open, empty land, and they're just going to take it. Yes, this is a They've land— They've got to remove the people who own it right. in their not, minds. They own that would be funny, right? Yeah. Hey, we're going to move you into this completely— For some reason, this promised land that is so amazing and wonderful, for some reason nobody lives there. <laughs> nobody wants right. it, right? But no, God goes, this is the land flowing with milk and honey, which is another reason why if anybody ever tries to tell me that milk or honey is bad for me, I'm just going to point them to the promised land. Mm. God said, the promised land is flowing with milk and honey. Why would he give me something that is a promise that is something bad for me? That being said, we'll set that to the side. So here we have God's people. They're coming in into a place that is, for all intents and purposes, a dangerous place. This is full of many, as you read through the book of Joshua, there are many, 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 many kings, and all of these kings are going to fight to keep their land. Mm -hmm. And the Jews, who had literally just come out of slavery one generation ago, and had spent an entire generation being nomads in the desert, are now being tasked to move into this land to these fortified cities 
and not just any fortified cities. These were fortified cities who had giants in right. them. These were giants, right? These were people that were taller than Shaquille O'Neal and bigger than Yao Ming. Cities, uh, and they're all behind walls. And you've got to take over, not only to be, defeat these giants, but you've got to somehow break into their fortified walls. You know, King of the Lord of the Rings style. And I can imagine, man, that would be a scary task. Now, to mention the fact, when they sent 12 spies in to check it out, 10 out of 12 of them came back and said, we can't do this. It's impossible. Mm-mm. We're like grasshoppers in the eyes of these people. They, this is... That was, this 30, is, this that was is, 38 years before. Right, exactly. Yeah. But this is what these kids grew up with, was a generation of parents that were frightened. Mm-hmm. The vast majority of the people went... I mean, it was the majority decision of the nation of Israel and hearing these reports to go with the 10 rather than the two, Joshua and Caleb. Right, and you know what's interesting? I wonder, I don't know if the Bible really speaks to that so much, but I wonder what that generation was like. Because you know that that generation knew the story. So how did they understand it? Did they they understand it as... Our parents were cowards? This was a scary place, and this is why we're here? Or did they understand it as looking back at that previous generation and said, look at what you've done to us. Why didn't you have faith? And what were their parents saying in their dying years? Because they all died in the wilderness. They had to regret it. Did they express that to their children? You know, it's interesting because when you do these these um, interviews with people in their 80s and 90s and ask, you know, what would you differently do differently if you lived your life over again? Mm-hmm. And frequently the answers have to do with reflecting more, enjoying the moment more, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. and taking more risks. I wish I'd have gone for it. Right. You know, we played it way too safe. And these people not not only did play playing it safe, it kept them safe from the enemy, mm-hmm. but it kept them locked in the desert. Yeah. You know, they were locked, and, and they were going to spend the rest of their lives, 40 years, dying in the desert. And what's funny is God continued to provide for them. He didn't just, I'm striking you dead. He's like, nope, you can live out your life, but I'm going to give you exactly what you wanted. You didn't want to go into the promised land? Here's what you want. Stay in the desert. Now, we don't know if their parents said to them and taught them, hey, we blew it. Don't blow it. Right. That, well, that's what I was asking. We, we don't have that in the text. What we do have is Moses preaching to them and letting them know it. He gave, that's the book of Deuteronomy, mm-hmm. rehearsing the entire history. And your parents rejected this, but don't you do this. You're, you're going in. Yep. And Joshua then, he's, he's having to battle fear himself. It wasn't a simple task. So back to our original question, that's the context. Yes, so that being said, can a Christian in a situation of being fearful for whatever circumstance they find themselves in, can they take a verse like this where God is commanding his people in the Old Testament, be strong and courageous for I am with you. I'm going to take you through this. I think a Christian can take that, can, can take that and say, just like God was with his people, taking them into this promised land, he is with me today. All things work together for my good and his glory. Mm-hmm. If I'm in a situation where I'm surrounded by enemies or danger, God has me here for a reason. But that reason is never for me to doubt. Okay, so in or order, worry. For, I, I think that's exactly right. I would add something to that, mm-hmm. so that someone doesn't claim this verse and then things go bad for them. Oh yeah, because the reality is, he's saying be strong and courageous in obeying what I've told you to do. Mm-hmm. And so if a if a modern day Christian takes this verse and applies it, says I'm scared to go do this. And maybe God's going, yeah, you ought to be, because I'm not telling you to do that. You need to stay away from that. Or gotcha. Following, the, in other words, be strong and courageous 
in doing the things I'm telling you to do and yeah, in believing my promises. You know, right, that you know is, is from me, right? Yeah, and believing my promises in spite of the circumstances. And we got to be careful sometimes, I think, as believers. We, we claim promises to situations that God doesn't necessarily say that promise is going to apply in that particular situation. Right. I get we, we presume upon him, well, this is obviously the Lord's will for my life because da 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 da. So I'm going to claim the promise, be strong and courageous, and I'm going to go for it even though I'm scared. And mm-hmm. then you fall flat on your face and, God, where were you? I thought you were with me. You said be strong right. and courageous. And so we need to make sure it's within the realm of the Lord's will for our lives. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think in general, it is, our, it is ours to be a people who are strong and courageous so long as that is fueled from faith in the Lord, not fueled in our own power, our own wisdom, our own strength, our own skills, our own ability. Yeah. Whether, I don't know, whether we feel called to do something or not, but that's not to say we're always going to have victory in, in a certain area, because it's just like you said, you know, if, if, if we feel like we need to go do something and we're not sure if it's from the Lord or not, you know, it, we could succeed or we could fail. A part of me always thinks no matter what, God has taken you to that, that place to well, learn. his... Sovereignty, of course. Yes, within the sovereignty of God. But, but that, that doesn't mean, okay, I'm going to make it that mean mistake God's again. It doesn't mean God's always going to give right. you victory in whatever but your But the thing, is. it's interesting, he does promise here, and this is in addition to his command to be strong and courageous, the reason he tells them to be strong and courageous is because he will always be with them. Yes. Oh, yeah, verse 5. No one, and I'm reading out of the NLT right now, no one will be able to stand against you as long as you live, for I will be with you as I was with Moses. Mm-hmm. I will not fail you or abandon you. Be strong and courageous, verse 6, for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors that I would give them. So you're right. And then again in verse 9, he says, Mm -hmm. be strong and courageous. And he says, for the Lord your God will be with you Mm -hmm. wherever you go. And that's the good news. If we do miss it, like we we misunderstood something, we we thought it was the Lord speaking to us and telling us to do this, and it wasn't, we fall flat on our face, he's still with us then. Yeah. The truth of that comes through in... Uh, the end of Matthew, right? When we get the mm-hmm. Great Commission. Yeah. Go into all the world, teaching uh, these people to obey my commandments, right? And lo, I will be with you until the end of the age, right? It's that same sort of thing where he is with us. Mm-hmm. And so there is, like, as evangelists, we can be strong and courageous knowing God is with us. I love that application because I think that's one of the areas where we know the Lord has called us to do it. So we don't have any doubt about is it right or not to witness and evangelize. Mm-hmm. But boy, most of us struggle with a lot of fear when it comes to that. This is very applicable for us when it comes to personal evangelism and, and sharing with others um, and having the courage to do it. If you're enjoying this podcast, please share with your friends. Thanks. The music is by Canon and is used with permission. This podcast is copyrighted by Brett Amorani, 2021.